the mind it causes us all a lot of pain a lot of trouble a lot of worry and so in this episode we're going to look at how to escape the prison of the mind step by step the mind it's a great tool but most often we live by its limitation and this limitation comes through our identification of the mind and with the mind and this identification it happens at many levels like initially you may see yourself as the thoughts in your head you may think oh this is actually me or even this body is like oh this, i am i am this body and then there comes the love forms where you kind of think that okay i am the higher self or i am i am my soul i am this energy however these are all still identifications and limitations which we'll discuss further as we go through the stages but these are all limitations and i love this kind of like quote on question i had a while ago which is if you observe something then how can you be it like if you are observing a bench that means you're not the bench if you're observing your thoughts that means you're not your thoughts if you're having a astral experience or if you're experiencing experiencing yourself as the soul then you can't be the soul because you're witnessing it so then what are you and this is kind of the age old question that was brought forward by uh, Ramana Maharishi with self inquiry which is the who am i question and he describes actually that the root of identification and in this context limitation is the i thought and it's the original thought that arises that creates this sense of a separate self and there's many different paths when it comes to spirituality when it comes to yoga and a lot of the time we're going towards the same destination and this destination is known in what sometimes as sahaja or your natural state full consciousness and it's the state where you kind of return to yourself in your absolute nature now what the hell does that mean i what it really means is this identification with a separate self this identification with your personality with your mind and this doesn't mean discarding it's not the same as discarding it means unentanglement so that way you can you know use your mind use your personality but you're not controlled by it you're not at the mercy of it you're able to rest and be a part of the world or be in the world but not a part of it i think that's the quote but anyways it's like wearing a mask and not and not being fooled by you being the mask and this is general like effortlessness and peace that stays with you throughout life when you reach this state anxieties fears and things like that yeah they may come up but it doesn't disturb your silence and that's really the magic of escaping the prison of the mind that you can actually be yourself your natural self you can trust life and um unfold like a be- like the beautiful flower that you are <laughs> and so in this approach this step by step i'm describing it's more of a direct approach and it's based on the levels of consciousness which was originally created by david hawkins and 
Many have adopted to, and used in different ways, but the method that we're going to look at is the one developed by the New Humanity Life Academy, which is the levels of consciousness, but specifically geared towards self-realization. The interesting fact is that there's many systems that look towards enlightenment and self-realization. Some have seven stages, some have four stages. We've got the yoga side, we've got the Tibetan culture, the Sufism. They're all describing a certain levels of stages, but obviously the end goal is the same. And the beauty of the levels of consciousness map is that you can overlay all of these systems onto the map. And you can see that uh, where each stage described in other systems actually unite together in this map, which is the levels of consciousness. And finding this roadmap was really important for me in my journey because of the fact that I reached a point where I really didn't know what I was doing. Like I was doing certain practices, but I didn't know what the next step was that I was trying to reach or what the most effective practice was for me right now. And for those of you that are experiencing the same thing, like I want you to know for sure that there are there is a methodical approach. Now, again, I said that we're focused on self-realization in this specific note. And that's because every single, you could say miracle performing person, you know, we have Yogananda with autobiography of a yogi. He's described many different yogis that can just seem to be able to perform many miracles. And you may have even witnessed some of these in your own life, but they always note that the most important thing is not what you're able to do, not what abilities you have, not being psychic, not being, not raising your kundalini and unlocking quote unquote these magical powers or you know being this in the astral all the time. It's realizing your true nature, your God nature and really seeing that there's no more separation. And so this approach to the levels of consciousness actually combines a few different yoga styles and you know yoga means union, just another one. And the yoga styles it combines are, it's a bit, pretty much a mix of Raja Yoga, which focuses on meditation, um, Jnana Yoga, which is the yoga of knowledge or self-knowledge specifically, and a sprinkle with a bit of Bhakti Yoga. And with this approach, we've got a bit of everything to, so it can be molded for the person because everyone's got their own unique recipe. And so for example, some people who are more heart-centered may prefer to do more devotional type practices when it comes to self-realization and those who are more logical may like to do the more of the self-inquiry which was introduced by Ramana Maharishi. Nonetheless, yoga, the levels of consciousness is a scientific approach so that means there's a system in place, there's stages in place that we follow step by step by step which have been developed over you know thousands and thousands of years and so if you or yourself are someone like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do or what's next or how do I know if I'm progressing? I just want you to know that there is a systematic approach to this ancient science of yoga and spirituality. Okay, so beginning with escaping the prison of the mind. Step number one, stage number one is developing your focus. Now, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything until you develop your focus. 
It's kind of like, okay, we're going to go on a journey on a horse. But first we need to get the horse strapped and focused. And we need to tame the horse so we can actually ride it further along our journey. So step number one is to develop focus. And breath work is another thing that can be introduced in the beginning because a lot of the time it's sometimes easier for some people to focus and do breath work because breath work itself just changes your neurochemistry, activates your parasympathetic nervous system, reduces your anxiety so that you can actually ground and become still and focused. Other than that, there's many different types of meditation like candle meditation where you just focus and just observe a candle flame. There's just following your breath. And there's many other different styles that you can do. And so this first stage gives us the freedom of being able to actually focus. Like instead of your mind just being like a monkey dancing everywhere, anxiety here, anxiety there, you're actually able to consciously with intention focus your mind you can and focusing your mind itself it's just like it's like you're introducing a sword like you're just cutting off any other distraction and boom you actually get to feel like what your mind is when it's focused and still then step number two is when we come to emotional healing now that we've developed focus now that we can actually still our mind that means we can actually go further ride the horse to the next step which is healing our emotions or trauma or subconscious deprogramming now i've got a whole playlist on that and even a freebie uh you know med emotional healing bundle which takes you through steps on how you can do this emotional healing and at the same time even for the first step we discussed the focus I also have a meditation starter pack which has a lot of focus geared meditation so you can develop that also. The emotional healing lets us remove a lot of the heavy baggage that we hold. A lot of the times we become so used to this baggage. I remember when um, I went to a, uh, I was doing the Duke of Edinburgh which is this like kind of like hike thing that you got to do. There's an expedition in there and I just had this heavy rucksack like I did not know what I was doing. And I just packed loads of tins of beans, which was just super heavy in my rucksack. And by the end of the Duke of Edinburgh, like I couldn't really feel the weight of the rucksack. But when I came home, I took the rucksack off. I woke up the next day. My traps were just swollen. And that was when I realized that, whoa, I was holding this heavy weight and I didn't even realize. And this is the same thing that happens with our heavy emotions. We go through so much at a young age that we just become used to it and we don't realize the baggage we hold. And the thing with self-realization is that you're becoming present to the moment. And as you become present, you're gonna see all of the baggage you're carrying. And so the next best step is to do some emotional healing. And what this creates is that inner space, like you start to feel more space within you and you start to feel a lightness. And so this is like the next degree of freedom that you actually feel this lightness. You actually feel this for the first time you feel lighter and maybe even like as light as you initially felt as a kid, like that starts to get reinduced. 
and as you feel lighter, automatically your focus improves, automatically you have more energy, automatically you're just more resilient and your ability to even handle stress increases. And you almost develop this capacity to hold a lot more emotions, which is a freedom of itself. It kind of reminds me of responsibility, like a lot of the times we shun away from responsibility, but in a sense, the more responsibility you're able to take, the more freedom you're able to have. And so that's the next stage. And an important point I wanted to note is that although we're moving on to the next stage, it's not that we stop working on a focus or emotional healing. It's that the focus is like the base of the pyramid. Then we have the emotional healing, which is like the next step on the pyramid. And it builds on top of each other. And from time to time, you would have to go back to focus again on emotional healing because, you know, we've got a lot there. But in terms of the most efficient course of action, we just divert our focus from now to the next step. And so the next step is energy work. So now that we've released a lot of the density of the heavy emotions, we're able to experience more subtler emotions and a lot of the times with energy work those that energy we feel is a very light in vibration and this is actually the main reason or the main pitfall to why i feel a lot of people may shun spirituality originally and why i did also in the sense that i was hearing a lot about this energy stuff but because i wasn't experiencing it I thought it was kind of a bunch of baloney, to be honest. Like, I thought it was just people just believing that there's this energy. Like, I didn't really think they were actually experiencing it. And the reason for that was I wasn't light enough to experience those emotions or those subtler vibrations. And so the next step is coming to energy work. Now, this is where we kind of connect deeper with our higher self and we ground more into our heart and awaken and open our heart. And as we do so with this energy work, which uh, a lot of the time can be a a mixture of things, working with your energy centers, your chakras, your kundalini, um, the violet flame is a great one for uh, that is introduced in the ascension teachings and the pink light, another great one for opening up the heart. And as we do this energy work and we use this, these various types of uh, practices, we start to awaken and open the heart a lot more. And as that happens, we get to know these blissful vibrations. We get to feel this unconditional love, feel the connectedness with everything and with the planet. And that kind of is like the first sense of being impersonal that we get. Like we just feel connected as one with the planet. And so as we do that, um, it, our, we get to, f- for the first time again, instead of focusing and using the mind, we get to ground ourselves into the heart and access, access a deeper wisdom that is already within the heart, a wisdom that's intuitive, a wisdom that is non-linear. There's no logic behind it, but it seems to be right. It seems to be true. And we get to start to tap into our intuitive ability. And so that's the next degree of freedom. We get to free ourselves a bit more from the mind. 
we get to enjoy these blissful vibrations and we get to experience intuition and the magic of it we get to allow life to show us that we can trust life instead of having to figure everything out ourselves and again um, with the energy work there may be certain emotional healing that still needs to be done so again the emotional healing aspect we keep referring back to and actually we do definitely refer back to into the next step which is the enlightenment teachings and consciousness development so only now is it effective to actually focus on more of the enlightenment teachings that are already out there you know like focusing on awareness and presence the power of now and this is also a struggle that i went through like i wasn't i would go to the enlightenment teachings and a lot of these teachers would kind of just ignore energy work ignore kind of emotional healing to a degree and just focus on being present or focus on non-duality neti neti not i'm not this not that and i kind of discussed this in my other video you know um non-duality philosophy versus non-duality reality where it becomes a psychological thing and it can cause um detriment to you psychologically however um now that you've done this energy work you've become lighter it's kind of like now you're able to step into the enlightenment teachings rather than taking a big jump from where you were and so now we can step into the more non-personal aspects of ourselves we first you know get introduced to our beingness instead of focusing on our energy we now identify and see ourselves as a space that holds all of these energies and we start to begin to see what is like what non-doership is like meaning you no longer have a personal identity anymore because you you've relaxed and seen yourself as this bigger larger space and so a lot of things seem to happen without you being like okay i am manvia and i do this and i do that things start to flow a lot more in the flow and when it comes to energy and energy work a lot of the things start to take care of itself and as we move deeper and deeper into this we start to become more identified as awareness and that means we identify as this larger field of consciousness because the presence and the beingness is more of a to a galactic level size of consciousness but now we move to a more universal consciousness which is awareness and with this spaciousness with being that big consciously you know i'm not saying your body's gonna expand to the other universe but your consciousness you'll experience it that big there's a lot more space there's a lot more stuff that is able to happen without you needing to be entangled with it and it's like you it's like you become this bigger gear in the clock and so the effort is reduced so that as that gear moves it takes it moves a lot more with it is what i'm trying to say and life becomes a lot more natural a lot more intuitive um this is where we actually revisit the emotional healing aspect because now you're able to access a deeper layer of your subconscious 
since you're since you're able to have this big capacity to hold dense vibrations and you get to liberate yourself more on a deeper level and feels amazing and as you develop it you even get to a point where you make the deep sleep state conscious you awaken your deep sleep state so imagine how restful deep sleep feels and imagine how it would feel to have your deep sleep there instead of when you go to sleep but have the deep sleep there as you're living your day consciously imagine how restful it then becomes to live life and as i make my journey through this the greatest gift i've felt is that i just feel more natural more like myself quote unquote like allow my characteristics allow my abilities just come through naturally and life just becomes a lot simpler to live i do the same exact things i would do normally but it just feels an infinite amount easier and natural almost like it's happening by itself in the sense that the freedom that this level gives you is that you you're able to stay as the cinema screen and let the cinema movie play out itself meaning your you since now you've released your identification to such a large degree or you release the entanglement with your identification you're able to sit in the stillness that is behind everything you know it's like when you have a deep ocean you may be swimming at the top of the ocean making lots of racket there's boats flowing but as you go straight to the depth of the ocean it's still completely still and so this is the freedom that this level this stage gives you and so that's it that's how you that's the overview of how you escape the prison of the mind step by step first you need to develop your focus then we move to emotional healing then we can do some energy work and then finally we're able to visit the enlightenment teachings which is seeing yourself as the awareness that encompasses all your experiences similar to like when you have a book you see the writing on the page the black ink the awareness is like the white page that kind of goes unnoticed but it's always there and we discussed the levels of consciousness a bit and how this overview is the direct approach and how it combines a few different styles of yoga which is science with a systematic approach so i trust this served you well if you had any questions after this overview do share them in the comments below and of course like subscribe and see you in the next video